What's going on, everybody? We're back for the Real Bodybuilding Podcast, episode number 20, and I'm with somebody that I think everybody has a lot of questions for because kind of came out of nowhere, and he is now top 10 in the world. Say what's up, Mr. Patrick Moore. How's it going, man? How's everybody doing? <laughs> uh, dude, where did you come from? Just like out of nowhere. Not that... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure some people knew you, but now everybody knows you. You just put everybody on notice. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's um it's pretty amazing, man. I, I I'm I'm new here. You know, I, a lot of people are like, "Hey, where'd this guy come from?" Uh, same question, you know, because a lot of people don't know much about me. Because uh, a bit of an auspicious start. It's like, yeah. you know, I, I've been strength training for a while, but I'm you know I'm only five six years in the bodybuilding. Yeah. So, so what? You know what, before we, before we get into bodybuilding, I have a really important question that nobody else is going to think important is important. You still got that car? Which one? You still got a Camaro? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Before you tell me about your bodybuilding life, tell me about your car. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, um, originally, dude, I was a Mopar guy, right? I, okay. I love Mopar. I had um, about three SRT8s. Um, I, I thought it was no better car than, you know, that. Yeah. And uh, so, man, one day I was driving to work, and there was a ZL1. Yeah. It was sitting out and uh, at this dealership. And I would pass it, and I, I would just keep going. I'm, I'm like, you know what? You don't need another car. If you go get another car, you're going to trade this one, and you're going to be upside down. Yeah. You're going to have a higher car note. And yeah. did you know how we car guys are? We're like, you know what? <clears throat> Screw it. I'm just going to yeah. go for it. You justify it so, somehow. <clears throat> you have to. Yeah. So uh, one night, it was Friday. I was getting off. went over there. And the guy, the salesman, he was super smart. He knew what he was doing. It's Friday. We're getting ready to close. He yeah. said, I'll tell you what. You take this car for the weekend. <laughs> oh, no. That's a, that's a big mistake. Uh, brother, he got me. He said, you yeah. take the car for the weekend. Yeah. And uh, if you like it, come back on Monday. We'll we'll do the paperwork. You know, we'll get the deal done, so on and so forth. So I got it. It wasn't even a half a mile stretch. Really? Down the street. I said, yeah. I'm done. That's it. What was I'm, your what was your Mopar car? Was it a Challenger or a Jeep? Yeah, it was a Challenger. Yeah, a Challenger. Okay. Yeah. So I had the three ninety two, and before that, I had just the um, the six one. Yeah. You know, um, the Charger. Yep. So, dude, it was such a different platform. The, just a, a way better car. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so, man, needless to say, I, I sold that one. Uh, went and got the ZL one. Uh, of course, immediately I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do to it? You know, because we all <laughs> it, it's not fine. No, <laughs> it's not good. It it's not good enough. No, no, no. And people are like, well, "What do you need more than four hundred or something horsepower?" Or whatever. I'm like, "You wouldn't understand." No, don't just no. don't even worry about it. It's Let like the same. It's like the same thing. People say, "Why do you need twenty five inch arms?" You're like, "I don't know. It, I just do." I just do. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, it was it was cool because you know a lot. It, you already know a lot of the um, bolt-ons for the the, the GM platform. It was pretty affordable, you know, yeah. as far as bang for buck. Yep. So, um, yeah, man, I did the whole did the headers. Um, it's it's right now switching about probably eight eight to the wheels. No to the wheels. To and, the wheels? Um, and it wasn't bad, man. Yeah, and I, I think I'm probably maybe twelve grand in. You know, yeah. the guys down here, Whitehead Motorsports, they they they're good, man. So we did the the pulleys, changed all the pulleys out. Um, yeah. Did the stronger gauge belt. Um, they did the cam, they end up, end up, the soup, the bigger intercooler. Yeah. Um, so it's it's the next thing they have to do is uh, we did a flex fuel so we can run the E85. Um, let me see what else. You're, bigger you're, body. you're in Texas, right? Yeah, Texas. Yeah. That's why you guys got an awesome car culture down there, man. 
Oh man, it is, brother. They they car meets probably every Tuesday, Friday at all the different locations. But I just mean like all the shops down there. Cause oh like, yeah, I I had a a Mustang Shelby Super Snake for a little while, and yeah, trying to find somebody to tune it or trying to find somebody to fuck with the supercharger or re-gear it or anything it's just a pain in the ass but every time i looked up like the best shops they're always in texas oh yeah yeah so Dude, we have hennessy down here I know. Hennessey, they they deal with like pretty much anything yeah and uh so dude yeah it's it's a lot of it, it almost it, you, you know what's crazy man is it used to be like a few here and there maybe yeah. three four of them yeah now dude they're they're like them on every other corner yeah, and they're yeah, all good so it's yeah. it's pretty amazing dude that everybody is you know you can go to of course you know people oh go to houston house of power oh go to whitehead oh go yeah, to yeah. hennessy you know they'll shoot you in different directions but man you really can't go wrong yeah. you know so you're at 800 horsepower to the wheels have you actually used that on a track or a quarter mile or is it just for show i, I have not had a chance to use it on a track my wife would kill me See, <laughs> bro, I I can't even get the car to go one thirty without a freaking out. Are you serious? So what I do is she'll probably never hear this podcast. No. So what I do is I'll go on ninety nine, which is the big big stretch of yeah. highway we have here, yeah. and I, I've got it up to about one ninety one on the highway. <laughs> dude, let me tell you, well, you don't know what moving is. Oh, the yeah. the, the, the lines in the middle of the road just yeah. it looked like one line. They all just and, connect. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it's crazy, man, because, you know, between the ZL1 and the Vets, it's like the faster they go, the lower they get. Yeah. And it, it's, it was crazy, man. So I haven't had a chance to use the track yet. And uh, But, you know, dude, like you said, down here, guys will make 800 horsepower seem like it's your grandma's car. It's normal, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. These guys are trying to go 1,300 twin-turbo setups. It's it's crazy, man. It's just, And I'm like, my pockets aren't that deep. I can't keep up with you guys. No. So, I, yeah, just – just enough to pull up at the light and make people think like, yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> like I, I got the power, but I don't need to use it. It's like, yeah, I don't need to yeah. use it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Very cool. I had to get, cause I'm a car guy. So I had to get that out of the way. Oh, hell yeah. But, bro. Uh, um, okay. So without going all the way back, I just want to focus on the Olympia for a minute. Okay. I want to get a couple questions out of the way. Cause there's a lot of confusion. How gotcha. tall, how tall are you? I am 5'10". So they He's gave me two they gave me two extra inches and five pounds less on stage. <laughs> what a, what a, I told somebody because they're like, I was talking, I did a podcast with a friend of mine and I said, they're like, he's six foot. I'm like, I worked out. I don't know if you remember, you were working out at Destiny in Dallas. In Dallas. Yeah. 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 And I saw you there. You look great. And I was like, I don't think I'm like, he's my height. I'm like, I'm five, yeah. nine, five, 10. Like, I'm like, I don't think he's six foot. So I know they got that one wrong, but that happens all the time at the Olympia podcast. But what was your weight? Um, I, I, man, if I had to guess, so me and Chris threw the scale aside like the last three weeks because it, it what happened was we got around 237 yeah. and the weight just really wasn't changing. Yeah. It was, we increased the cardio, we decreased the food, and it was just kind of stagnant. Yeah. In California, I was 236, um, okay. but I was harder at the yeah. Olympia and, and bigger. Yeah. So if I had to guess, I would say, 234, 235, but, but yeah. a, a much better package, you know, than yeah, yeah. California. Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, what did they say online? They said 230? Yeah, 230. Now, this is the one thing I found crazy, and I said this in the other podcast. And I, and I don't want you to take offense to anything. I thought your physique was absolutely incredible. Like, yeah. the cleanest lines of the show, the freshest looking muscle. I compared your physique to, like, 
uh, Sydney, the Miss Olympia figure girl, not yeah. be- because of the, the cleanliness of right. it. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was blown away by that. But the negative part that I thought, and it's not negative, it's just time, but you gave up a lot of size, but still managed to beat a lot of guys that were bigger than you. And some people actually had you even further ahead. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a testament to your shape and conditioning that you're able to like jump into the top 10 when you're probably 10 pounds lighter than some of the guys you beat, 15 pounds lighter. At least. Yeah. yeah. So what, what I want to ask is how nerve wracking is that for you going in, knowing you're going to be smaller than everybody or did you not care? Yeah, I did it, man. So this is the thing is, uh, <clears throat> With me only being, you know, five, six years in the sport, like kind of knowing, learning what I'm doing. <clears throat> Excuse me, man, that, that damn Vegas dryness is still yeah, yeah. trying to get out of me. Yeah. Um, so I already knew from the jump, man, like I, you know, I seen some of the guys. I seen one. Be, uh, I competed with a few of them before in, in New York last year. Yeah. Um, and then I visited uh, Bev's gym and I saw one down there. I saw Max. And I, I already knew, like, everyone was going to be bigger. I mean, it's yeah. just – they're, they're, they're seasoned. They've been there a while. Yeah. So my thing, man, I was like, okay, so how are we going to play this? You know, I know I can't play the size game because if I do, I'm going to look watery or soft. I'm not going to look, look crisp, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I said, so maybe I can edge them out with some crazy conditioning. Maybe I can just go up there and because of the structure and the lines, I can get some points based on that versus trying to outbast them because that just simply wasn't going to happen, yeah. you know, because even if I would have come in maybe a little fuller, their look is still more full and hard because they've had it longer, yeah, of you course. know, yeah. and, and so my strategy was, okay, well, you can be the most separated. You know you're going to have a smaller waist than everybody, yeah. so just try to pose in a fashion that's going to, like, accentuate that versus, you know, posing how they are. So I just really kind of – yeah, you know, I try to look at it from a point where, okay, where can I win? Because I know I'm going to give up size. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, so it was like, well, I know for my size, the muscle that I do carry, if I could present it a certain way, it yeah. will make me comparable in some shots, you yeah. know? So it was it was one of those days where I knew it. I, I was going to be smaller, so I didn't yeah. really let that mess with my brain too much. Um, how old are you? 35. You're 35, okay, because some people yeah. are saying 25. Yeah. And I told people that you couldn't tell because the mustache puts on 10 years. What I was going to say, though, is, okay, so at 35, it's probably a little easier. I did the Olympia when I was 28. How were your nerves? Like, when I stepped on to prejudging and saw the amount of people there, yeah, I got, I got jittery. Like, I was, you know what I mean? Like, how were your nerves at your first Olympia? So, you know, school, man, is, is all the people that are around me, um, so it's Lee Labrada, uh, Phil Heath, Chris Aceto. Everyone uh, kind of uh, mentally prepared me for yeah. what it was going to be like. And because and, they told me through their first experience, like they said, you know, well, once you step up <clears throat> and it's your time to go out, you may get a glimpse of the crowd and you're going to see how big that stage, because it's a big stage, yeah, like, it is. the size of it. I mean, yeah. just to get to the box. I was <laughs> like, oh, shit. You're walking like 30 feet. <laughs> yeah, dude. And, you know, because yeah. at, at, our, at our pro shows or even a national show, it's yeah. like right there. So, yeah. you know, 10 feet and you're, you're in a square. Yeah. So I'm like, man, the, the stage is way out there. So be- I went on Thursday night and I kind of just stood there for a minute and I took it all in. And I was okay. like, okay. 
so from this standpoint, this is where people are going to see you, um, yeah. you know, and, and you're going to have all that space to try to clear. Yeah. And, and this is the amount of people that could possibly be in there if it's sold out. Yeah. The lights are going to be bright. So I mentally was preparing myself for it ahead of time. Okay. And, but even with that said, so when I stepped out, man, there was a moment walking out and I glimpsed up. If you notice, yeah. I, if you watch the videos, I kind of walked out with my head down a little. Yeah, because I didn't really want to get overwhelmed by, yeah. like you said, the, the every everything you know the size of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just huge. Yeah. And the moment I looked up, um, there was a moment in my brain where I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and, "I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here." <laughs> yeah, man. And that's what it was. And so, uh, but then immediately, Chris had ran me through. Dude, we were doing at least twenty rounds of posing every day, starting on that Monday. Yeah. And so all I did was I found a spot in the crowd that was like slightly over the judges heads. Yeah. And I just kind of really focused on that. And yeah. I just remembered every time I locked into a shot, just smile. Yeah. Um, and once I heard a few applause, you know, then I yeah. was like, okay, you're okay. Yeah. You're, you're in it now. Yeah. Just compose yourself. And, and once you, you know, once you get going. And so once I got through that first one, man, it was, it was pretty cool. It, yeah. But the nerves were there for sure. I don't think the fans realize that, when you're posing up there, it feels very like, like it's, it's very silent. It's very de- like deafening. <laughs> but then as yeah. soon as they start cheering, it calms all your nerves. It does. And, and it like, it makes you feel comfortable again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because so, it's unnerving, man. It's, you know, you're in front of a lot of people and it's like, you don't know what they're, th- you don't know what anyone's thinking. And, and yeah. you know, you have all the confidence going in. You post your shots online. Yeah. On yeah, IP, yeah. Everyone, yeah. oh, you look great. And, you know, and then you get there and you're like, shit. <laughs> why, why aren't they cheering? <laughs> yeah, you know, so. For me, for me, it was always my back shots. I Nobody would cheer until I turned around. Yeah. So it was always, like, fucking horrible for me for the first two or three shots. Yeah, yeah. And then when I turned around and hit my back shots, then I would hear some cheers, and I was like, okay, it's all right. It's like. Hell, yeah. So. That's why I wanted to open with that vacuum, because I knew if I did that, yeah. you know, and I heard that, I was like, okay, they're with me. So well, yeah, but nobody else in that nobody else in that class can do the well. Juan does a pretty good. There's some other vacuums, but yours is like it almost yeah, looks, it, it almost looks like a classic guy's vacuum. And yeah, man, it's pretty good on my, on my shape. So I did that, and and after that, man, I, I was pretty comfortable, and and so I was able to you know just move through smoothly. So I because I knew it once it's over, and I go back and look at the video. I didn't want to look amateurish, even though it's yeah. my first time. I wanted to look as professional as possible. Of course, you know? of course. Yeah. So how did – so, okay, let's move to the night show because I thought this was really interesting. I, I kept picking up things, like, that reminded me of my career, and I kept picking – I just kept picking things up that weren't necessarily bodybuilding-related. Like, yeah. I saw when you did, when you got into a call-out with Cedric. Yeah. Cedric kept pounding around with you, and I kept thinking to myself, that's got to make him feel so at home it, having having a veteran like Cedric – kind of bring you along and pile around with you on stage and shit. How did that, how was that, how did that go down? It was great, man. Uh, because, you know, he, I, I've seen, dude, I've seen you, I, I've seen all you guys like go through and, and do everything that I'm trying to do, you know? Yep. So I, I would see how you guys would carry yourself and stuff like that. So my, when I went in, I was like, I'm sure someone there is going to like, Hey bro, you know, kind of like, Hey, yeah. you're here now like enjoyed this, you know, yep. and he just happened to be that guy. Yeah. And so when we were up there uh, backstage, he said, man, you have a good physique, you know, uh, presented well. He was just really encouraging. And so when we were up there, you know, he started climbing around. He was like, well, this is your time. <laughs> this is what you wanted. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. he's like, come on, you know, get up here. And so we were hitting the ab shot. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> well, what was it? It was one of the shots first, and he was like, he shook his leg. Yeah, I he saw said, that, can yeah. You, He said, can you do that? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you little bastard. <laughs> and, and so then they called ab thigh, and he was like, shit, well, you got that's, me on the ab. That's right. That's and right. Uh, yeah, so once I did that, yeah, you know, it just, it was real comfortable, man. And then on the most muscular, he was like, come on, man, step up here. He was like, come hit this shot with me. Yeah. And uh, so after that, he, you know, he shook my hand and he was like, you know, if you want it, man, you have to step up and, and let them know that you're here and you want to be, you know, in contention. You want to yeah. be a competitor. You want to be up here. So it was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Cedric's really good like that, man. Cedric has a way. Uh, I worked with him uh, when we were on Team SciTech together. Yeah. And uh, we traveled the world together, like not together, like the whole team traveled the world and we went to expos and stuff. And and I've done shows with him as well. And he just has a way of making everybody feel uh, included. Well, yeah, 100%. So, so yeah. I noticed that he did that for you. And I kept watching thinking, that's just fucking Cedric. That's just who he is. Yeah. It was pretty awesome, man. Because he, he was, it was one of those issues, like, I know you, he knew. He was like, I know you don't have a big story. I know yeah. you're coming into this. Uh, you're not in any predictions. You're not on anyone's radar. So he was like, but, you know, you earn, earn your way. And I told him, I said, I'm I'm fully prepared to do that. And yeah. he was like, Well, this is you know, feel at home, man. Like we're yeah. we're all family back here. So it was cool. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, no, that's good of him for sure. So I got your height and weight out of the way. That was a, a big thing for me. But you mentioned I didn't know you were working with Chris Aceto. How long were you working with Chris? So we just completed our second year. So oh, okay. I got with Chris. Um so I never had a coach yeah. um up until I turned pro. Uh, when I and, and when I did my um, national my pro qualifier to USA's, I was working with a, um, a nutritionist, Keith Klein. Did you win? Here. Sorry, did did you win the USA overall, or how did you get your pro card? No, no, I I won the, my class, the okay. super heavy. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. And even then, I was the lightest guy. I think I was two pounds over the minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really light, dude. And yeah. um, so I was working with Keith then, and so after the USA's. Um, you know, they do the wrap-ups, they do the interviews and all that kind of stuff. And so Chris, um, you know, Sorry. my summary was, you know, Sorry. I deserved to win. Sorry, you cut out for a second there. Go back. So Chris was doing the interview, and then what did he say? So he was doing, like, the wrap-up. And yeah. um, Dave Palumbo asked him, well, what do you think of Patrick Moore? And uh, Chris was like, well, I think he's good. You know, I think he, he hit some shots off. He didn't really present his physique as well. I mean, again, that was only like my fourth show. So, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was still inexperienced, you know, and that was a bigger stage than what I was used to. Yeah. And um, he said, you know, I, his knock could be, you know, he, he needs to bring the legs up. He needs to do this. Just all this, these things that where I can improve it. Yeah. So out of everyone that was like, oh, Moore's got great arms. He's got broad shoulders. He's got all these compliments. I wanted to work with a guy that saw the weaknesses, yeah, you know, course. Yeah. And so I reached out to Chris and um, he, he pretty much did my, my pro debut um, when we did the first year together last year and this year. So we just completed two years together. Yeah. And uh, man, he's an, he's an amazing guy, man. I mean, it's, yeah. I don't think I could ever work with anyone else. I work with him. I work with him briefly. I think for one show, I, I hurt myself before the show. Yeah. Uh, which is a common theme for me, but I couldn't, I didn't finish the prep, but all the way up to three weeks out, I thought he was incredible. I'd never seen yeah. somebody so attentive and get back to me every day and like, yeah, just like on it. He's, I remember, uh, cause I was getting ready for the Lou Ferrigno. So he was at the Olympia and I was like eight weeks out or nine weeks out. Yeah. 
eight weeks out, nine weeks out is not close to a show. Yeah. He's still messaging me at the Olympia, like the Friday and the Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> about about my prep. And I'm like, I'm at, at one point I remember messaging him back on Chris, you're at the fucking Olympia, man. Don't worry about me. Like, I'll, I'll be fine for three fucking days. It's not a problem. Yeah. So yeah, it, uh, he's, he's an amazing coach. So he, he, yeah, dude, if you don't, if you don't send him pictures, um, or if you don't check in, he'll, he'll t- he text, email, you good. Yeah. And, and yeah. yeah. And it's like, Oh, I didn't want to bother you. He's like, it's not a bother. Like That's right. he's just, he's there, dude. And, and yeah. it's, you know, he, he'll, he, I remember at the Olympia, you know, he, he called me in the middle of the night. It was three, eight, four AM. Yeah. And he was like, you okay? He woke up and I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm just trying to sleep. <laughs> and uh, he was like, he said, well, I just wanted to check on you, make sure that you're okay. He yeah. said, okay, okay, good. I can go right to sleep. But he's yeah. just, yeah, man, he's amazing. Yeah. He's good like that. So what's your, I also see that you're, you have a relation to Phil. So what's your relation to Phil? So he's the reason um, that I started really coming after bodybuilding because okay. um, I did his show in 2014. Yeah. Um, and, and someone, you know, people were pushing me to do the show. So I ran into a guy down here in the local gym because I competing was never on my mind. Right. So in um, 2013, he said, Oh man, Hey, you should, you should check out this guy, Phil. Heath. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and, I, I blew it off. I'm like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And and so anyway, after him hounding me enough and asking me, hey, man, you compete, compete, compete. So I find out, I was like, you know what? F- I'll do it. Fuck it. Yeah. If yeah. You, you keep asking, so I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, so I did it, man. I won that show. So I saw him, and I was like, man, that's crazy. Like, that's – so that's what being in the best in the so world what, looks what, like. what was the sh- – uh, sorry, what was the show you saw him at first? The Phil Heath Classic. It was he guest so posing? Now, yeah, so yeah, he was okay. guest posing. Okay. So that was down here in Houston, and that was in 2014. Yeah. And um, so we took a picture together. Um, he talked to me briefly. You know, wasn't uh, – of course, he's super busy. You know, yeah, so yeah. he was moving in and out. Yeah. So that show kind of came and went, and I just kind of you know, would, would follow his career, <clears throat> see how he would train, you know, see how different guys would train. And um, fast forward a little bit, I, I saw him in 2015 um, as I was growing in the sport a little bit. Um, and in 2016, I, that's when I was going to try to go, uh, for the pro card in 2017. I won in 2016. So yeah. I'm just skipping up, you know, I seen them hearing that we were just crossed paths. Yeah. So in 2017, as I was getting ready for the Olymp for the, uh, pro qualifier, the USA's in Vegas, he said, um, I mentioned him in a comment, I think. So he commented back and yeah. he basically said, Hey, you know, make sure every day in the gym you train, uh, that you, that means being in the center, you know, you train hard, you make sure that they notice you when you go out there. Yeah. So from that point on is when we really kind of started like going back and forth, you know, and he was like, so, you're, well, you know, so your relationship with Phil started just online kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and so then uh, he had a, um, he had a show down here. Yeah. So he said, Hey man, why don't you come up uh, to Dallas? You know, because they moved it to Dallas yeah. and I'm going to take you with me and get some water really quick. Yeah, yeah. So he had a show in Dallas. And he said, hey, why don't you come up um, to Dallas, um, check, you know, if you if you have time. Yeah. So I went up there, um, got a chance to chat with him, uh, met, met his wife. And, um, man, from then on, you know, he was like, man, you're, you're a pretty cool dude, you know? Yeah. Because it, it, it was – I was just learning. It wasn't one of those yeah. deals where, oh, I want to be associated with Phil E. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Like, Dude, you you inspired me to start this because I saw you do it. Yeah, because of a similar background. 
I play basketball, he played basketball, you know, so I was like, okay, so if he can do it, I can do it. That's what yeah. I want. Yeah. And so after that, um, man, we just became real close. Um, he would tell me, you know, give me advice on, well, this, if this is what you want to do, these are the type of things you can expect. Yeah. Uh, this is what it's going to take. Um, you're going to have some falls. Um, you'll have some victories, you know, but you're just going to have to bounce back. You know, just all – just big brother mentality. So like, is your so your relationship now, is it is it like friends, like calling each other and shooting the shit, or is it more like mentor, mentor student? Man, he's more – dude, honestly, he's more like a big brother. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. We'll, we'll talk. It's very rarely about bodybuilding. Because um, yeah. he's like, if I have questions, of course, you know, I can ask, but he's more along the lines of, well, man, how's things going? How's life? Um, and we'll talk about cars, video games, you yeah, know, yeah. all this stuff, dude. We just shoot the shit. And, yeah, um, yeah. you know, he'll hit me up every now and then. Hey, man, how's everything going? Um, and he'll tell me different stuff he has going on, you know, with his businesses. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. now now we're just like like brothers, man. That's you cool. Know, so yeah, he's just there. Um, you know, I talk to him at least every couple of days. Yeah. And he'll shoot me a text message every day. And, you know, we'll go back and forth and stuff like that. So he's he's really proud because of him, it's like, He's like, well, man, seeing you do it is kind of like reminds me of, you know, yeah. when I started, you That's know. Right. And, That's right. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. What do you think about the uh, comparisons? I heard some comparisons, which kind of, honestly, I don't see it. But I heard some comparisons, about, comparisons between you and Ronnie Coleman. And I'm like, I don't see Ronnie Coleman. I'm like, I see Patrick Moore. Like, your physique yeah. is, like, when I look at your physique, it doesn't remind me of anybody else's physique. It's yeah. Liter- it's literally your physique. Like, it's not. So I don't see the comparisons with Ronnie Coleman and all of a sudden I don't I don't do you see that at all? No, and so for me I agree. You know what's funny, man, is um so I, when I was doing a road to the Olympia series for Labrada, my sponsor, I actually did an interview like three days before the Olympia. And I was actually talking about um the physique I was bringing to the stage, how it was different, you yeah. know, it was not like a lot of people's. And I actually yeah. mentioned Ronnie. And one of the statements I said, I'll, I'll end up posting this video probably today or tomorrow, like yeah. a little clip. Yeah. And in it, I said, well, I, I used him as an example. And there was no knock against him, but it was just everyone. I said, well, if you're chasing after someone else's physique, you're never going to be 100% because you're going to be like having this ideal of you, you want this person's legs, that yeah. person's back. That, but, you know, I'm just me. And that's another thing Phil told me. We had a conversation just last night. He said, no, you're Patrick Moore. Like, yeah, yeah I've never seen anybody with your physique nope. the way the way it is. You're just who you are. Yeah. And so, you know, when everyone's saying, oh, the next Ronnie, and people are even like, oh, can you blow up 30 pounds? You want to see Ronnie? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Not, first of all, it's not that easy. Second exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, so um, when people say that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing when Sean, even when he said it, it was one of those deals where no one knew who I was. And then once I came out of nowhere and people started to pay me some attention, you know, as I grow, you know, then I can achieve some great things. But I mean, there'll never be another Ronnie Coleman. I mean, I no, but I, and I'm not saying that you're, you, I'm not saying that you or anybody else thinks you're going to be Ronnie Coleman. I just say, I'm strictly speaking from the physical standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think, I don't think your physique looks like his, your physique looks like your physique. Yeah. It's pretty different, man. I, I have to agree. Yeah. So, the other question I want to ask you was, how do you, when I started, I, I personally liked my physique better at like 240. Yeah. 
and they kept telling me like I came up more in the mass era so they kept telling me like you're not big enough you're not big enough you're not big enough so now I go on stage at like 258 260 yeah but like I know you're in a different era but mass still kind of wins the day uh-huh how do you train and just be how are you able to keep yourself from playing that game and just being like, no, I'm keeping my lines. I'm keeping my shape. I don't care what they say. How, what makes you not go to the other side and just be like, I want to be fucking huge. Yeah, brother. So this is, this is my take on that. Um, I said I will. So I'll grow over time. Um, it's like a, like an A to Z type deal for me. Right. So right now I'm at eight. I'm, yeah. I'm just starting. I'm, I'm yep. trying to grow. I'm trying to figure this all out. And then at Z is, you know, 45, 46, 47 years old, whenever I'm done with this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, of course, I want to be bigger. That's always in my mind. I want to be more dense. I want to be this. But then on the other side of that coin is, but you have some good lines. You yeah. you do have, you know, you're built more like the guys in the 90s and 80s. And yeah. their physiques were great, you yeah. know. So I feel like if I play it in a fashion, maybe I grow two, three pounds every year right? Then it gives everyone opportunity to see a different Patrick Moore every time I'm on stage. Okay, but let me stop you. So I don't disagree with your uh, method, but sometimes our brains play games with us, right? So like when I started, I was like, I don't want to be fifth place and sixth place and seventh place. I don't want to be third place anymore. I want to fucking win. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, like, you need to be 15 pounds heavier if you want to win. Yeah. Now that might not be the case for you because you have a lot better lines than I had at that size. So, what are the, what are you gonna do? Like, okay, let's say you do a show and you're like fourth, or let's yeah. say let's say you do the Olympia next year and you're eighth. Yeah. Okay, so you moved up two places, right? Yeah. Is there a part in your brain that will say, "I don't want to be eighth. I want to be in the top five. I need to put on ten pounds of muscle," or will you always? just stick to your two or three pounds a year. Oh no. So, um, so that was just my, like you said, that's just my methodical thinking. Yeah. Now the, on the other side of that coin is, so I'm going to train heavy, um, but I'll train heavy back, heavy legs yeah. in a fashion to where, cause that's where I need the density. Yeah. Now, if that ends up being seven, eight pounds, okay, great. Uh, but I don't want to rush it, uh, but I yeah. do want to be bigger. Yeah. So it's one of those deals where I do want to play. I don't want to play the size game. Um, to the aspect where I say, you know what, I have to be 250. Like, okay, you know, I, see what you're saying. I have to be that weight. I, yeah. I, I know that I'll grow, but I'm just want to, I'll let my body grow how it wants. Yeah. So this way, like you said, if, if I don't force it, I think I have a better chance of keeping the lines yeah. versus if I say, man, you know what, I'm going to blast everything. I'm going to push super yeah. hard. I'm going to yeah. raise the amounts of all this stuff and, yeah. you know, yeah. just to hurry up and get there. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like, you know, it's, it's, I made some great games in a, in a matter of a year, yeah, you yeah. know? So I feel like if I can keep that same rate, um, then that will put me at an additional, you know, cause I was around 229, 230 yeah. in New York and California last year. Yeah. So I've gained, you know, five, six pounds of muscle. Yeah. 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 So I figure if I can stay at that rate, then yeah. that'll put me at around 242, you know, next year on Olympia stage. Yeah. And I think that's realistic. You it know, is realistic. For, yeah. yeah. No, it is realistic. And it's, it's a good plan because one of the things I did that you just mentioned was I went all in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't want to be 
top five anymore. I want to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. So I didn't necessarily raise the, like the drug protocols like crazy. Yeah. But, I, but my off seasons, man, I would bulk hard. Like I would eat tons and tons of food. And if anybody asked me like what I could do differently now, like the thing that I bl- think blew up my waist the most was eating so much food. Gotcha. Yeah. So I think, um, I think you you have a good perspective on it. It's just I'm going to grow and let my body grow into it. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not going to force it. Cuz I feel like if I go too far, brother, they won't I won't be able to go back. That's right. You know, I can always progress. It, like That's you right. said, if I see it going, I'd be like, "Okay, you know what? Hold on." Like yeah. now you're pushing it just a little too much. Yeah. Slow it down a little bit. You know, so I, I just don't want to go over the tipping point because, like, like you said, man, everyone right now is just raving about my shape. That's right. The structure and the waist. And what will happen is the ones that want me to get bigger, then I, I'll become the product of everything. Else. They'll say, yeah. oh, he blew it. He was good until he blew his line. That's right. That's he, right. He was, you know, and then it, but it'll, I, it'll, it'll, but it'll I think be you're, I think you're coming around in a perfect era, though, because we're in an era now where nobody wants to see the mass monsters anymore yeah they want to see mass but they want to see it still with lines yeah yeah so i think you're in an era now where you're in a, you're playing the perfect game where that that game might not have worked 10 years ago yeah because before they just wanted they want big big, they want big. Yeah. and now it's like no no we want big but we still want shape yeah so i think you're in a good spot right now with your physique and with the era that you're in to kind of okay. make some make some huge gains yeah but, yeah um, what I want to ask you though is you mentioned that you played basketball. How come you're 35 and you're only at your like fifth or sixth or seventh show? Like what did you do all through your twenties? So I was, I was back and forth between boxing and basketball. Right. Okay. Uh, so I, it was, I, I had to let one go. And then there was a period of time where it was about, um, what was I? 24, 25. Um, uh, around that time was when I was like, you know, what am I going to do with my life? I don't, I don't really want to. I don't want to box anymore. I lost my love for it. I'd done it so long. Yeah. You know, I was like, I don't want to push professionally with that. I, I just don't want to do it. Yeah. And, and I seen like some of the guys ahead of me, what they were going through, even just trying to get good fights. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Basketball. Yeah. I wasn't tall enough. It just, you know, so I, at that point, that's when I started personal training. Yeah. Okay. So there was about five years there where I was just working, you know, yeah. trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And yep. then that's kind of how bodybuilding came along is I ran to that guy in the gym oh, and he said, Hey, you should compete. Okay. And so then that's kind of how it all started. Um, how did you land the deal with the coveted Labrada nutrition? It's so like the, it's like the cream, that, cream of the crop. <laughs> <laughs> funny story with that. Look, let me tell you. Um, so in 2007, um, when I first figured out what a gym was yeah. and I wanted to train, right. Yeah. Um, there was this nutrition store here and I went and I bought my very first pre-workout. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. I was, so it was like the last little $30 I had from tips from yeah. being a waiter and shit. And, uh, so I had, you know, it was a, this, the old supercharged bottle. Yeah. So the guy that was in there, he said, Hey man, you should try to get sponsored. And I was like, well, what's that? He said, well, if you go online, uh, you can send an email out to this company here, LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. And they're looking for athletes. I said, okay, okay. great. I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, went, sent an email out. It went into cyberspace, disappeared forever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never heard back. 
Um, and, you know, at the time, I'm sure it was just like, a, you know, an employee type deal. They, maybe they have enough employees at the company and it was just taking off. So um, as I started to bodybuild, I skipped forward a little bit. Um, I ran in a hunter. I would see him at the gym that I was a general manager yeah. at. You know, I was yeah. at LA Fitness. I was a general manager. And he would come in and I would say, man, it's a big kid. You know, he was big for a kid. Yeah. And so um, I would chat with him here and there, but nothing too serious. I would just see him and I train clients and he'd do his thing and we'd just be in passing. Yeah. So when I started competing, um, I didn't see him for a good while. And in 2015, I took a shot at the Nationals. Um, I got dead last. So it was like 18th place, okay. something like that. And yeah. um, so he was there. And that's when Sergio, Sergio turned pro. You know, yeah. Yeah. so he um, came and grabbed me after I got off stage and said, hey, man, I want you to meet my dad. OK, so this is this is, um, you know, what, eight years later. Yeah. So I sent that email. <laughs> so Lee comes around the stage and said, hey, man, how are you? My son told me all about you, you know, so on and so forth. So um, tell you what, when we get back to Houston, I want you to come to the office. Um, let's sit down and talk, you know, yeah. and we'll, we'll see about a sponsorship. And it was your general ambassador sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. About $300 in, in supplements and, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. But then it's, it's as I started to be around them, um, then I started to learn stuff. That's right. And that's when I got with Keith Klein, the nutritionist, and I really started to learn even more. That's right. Uh, me and Hunter trained a little bit. And so I said, okay, you know what? The next time I go on stage, I'm going to come after everybody. Yeah. And so I did the Texas State. I won that overall. Um, I was a heavyweight at that show. So, yeah. you know, previously I was a light heavy. Um, so then I said, at, two weeks later, uh, Sean Vasquez won the Nationals. Okay. So, and I beat him at the Texas State. So that gave me a lot of confidence. So I yeah. said, okay, you know what? I'm going to go try for my pro card at the USA's. So, and I did that. Then I won there. Yeah. Um, and then LeBrada extended me a, you know, a dollar amount sponsorship. That's right. And so then it just, you know, that kept, it was enough to keep me around, you know, to keep me going and stuff like that. And then it kind of grew into like a, a sponsorship slash family type deal. Because did you tell them, did you tell them that you sent them an email eight years earlier? I did. Yeah. <laughs> and, and dude, it was so funny, man. I said, I guess I wasn't good enough. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And uh, they laugh about it now, yeah. but um, you know, he, he said it was just, you know, they didn't have enough staff you know, there yeah. at the time. And, uh, but that's how that came to be. And, and, and now he just treats me like a son. You know, That's a really good story because a lot of times these stories are very impersonal. They're very, a lot of times guys will sign with a, with a company. They don't know the owner. They don't know anybody. They're just trying to like get paid, trying to get a dollar. And uh, it's really cool that you have been with them for so long. Yeah. And long enough that they saw potential in you like years before you got your pro card. Yeah, because I was a nobody. I, yeah. I, I, I was 18th place. Like, Why, who, who, did who's going to take a chance on someone that's 18th place? <laughs> did you ever ask – I'm curious. Did you ever ask Hunter why he picked you? Uh, man, he told me um, it was crazy. He didn't know me from anybody. After I got off stage and I talked – he said – he told Lee, he said, Dad, I'm telling you, this guy's going to be pro in two years. Wow. And two years I was pro, right? That's pretty crazy, man. And then after that, he said, after I turned pro, he said, then two years you'll be on Olympia stage. <laughs> and then two years later you're on Olympia stage. And two years I was on Olympia stage. So what's, um, their, what's the next prediction for you? That's what I, I know, know, dude. That's why I'm like, you know, and, and, and he's, he's the coolest guy, even though eventually we'll go head to head. He's yeah. still my boy. Of you course. Know? And, huh. and he saw something in me, dude, that he was a young kid. Yeah. You know, so he just saw something in me that, 
you know, no one else really did. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, it, it was pretty special, you know, that, yeah. that it turned out like that. It's interesting in bodybuilding. Sometimes it's such a weird thing. And I'm not sure if this happens in other sports. I played football in high school, but you don't know anybody in high school. So yeah, I don't know if this happens in other sports, but there are certain people that can beat you and you're still happy for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of see that between you and Hunter. Like, if Hunter ever beat you or you beat Hunter, it sounds like you guys would still be happy for each other. Oh, hell yeah. 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 You know, and that's why I told him, I said, dude, there's going to come a time where we're going to go at it. And, yeah. and we're going to go at it. Like, you know, you gotta... and, and I told him, I said, but you know what, bro? It, after it's over, it's going to be for the betterment for both of us because, yeah. you know, if we can push each other to that limit, just think of the success we can have. And, and, and then when people see that, you know, they're like, man, okay, these guys are not just bodybuilders. They're, they're yeah. people. Yeah. They, you know, they, they're not, cause you know, you are, you know, bro, if yeah. I saw you and I'm not, a, and I'm just average, I'm like, man, that's a big ass dude. And it's, yeah. you, I'd be intimidated by you. Yeah, you yeah. know, so when people see that, like you said, like with me, with Cedric and, you know, people, they can see that aspect. They're like, okay, so they're, they're not like Neanderthals that just lift yeah. weights. They, they, see the, they see the human side of it. Exactly. You That's know, right. so it's cool, yeah. man. That, and then when you have a boy like that, it's like they'll, they'll know what you're going through even when no one else does because yeah. they've been through it too, you know. I remember I did a show and uh, I was third place and Evan Senapani won and Dexter Jackson took second. And I remember thinking to myself when I, I, I really wanted to win that show. I think it was like in the best shape I had been in my life at that point. Yeah. And I really, really wanted to win. But I knew as soon as signed, as soon as Dexter signed on, I was like, fuck. So, <laughs> so but, but I but I remember thinking I want to win anyway. I want to see if I I knew I couldn't beat Dexter, but I was like still going to win. Damn right. And then Evan won, and I still remember thinking to myself, I was happy for him. Yeah. Because we were we were friends and well, we still are friends, but I remember thinking when he won, I was like, Man, Evan beat Dexter. I'm like, yeah. but, I, but I was happy for him. I wasn't like upset. I wasn't like pissed off. So anyway, it just goes to show like goes to your point about it's not always about like wins and losses. Sometimes it's about just feeling good for your boy or whatever. Like, you know, yeah, brother. Cause so. I, you know, dude, there, there's, you know, one day I'll be lucky enough to share a stage with you hopefully. And, and we, we're getting judged by six, seven people yeah. that we don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's not like you, you, you know, you tripped me on the way That's up right. to the stage. And I, I might try. Away. I might try. I might try. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you. Drop a dumbbell on your foot or something like that. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. So I, I'm curious because you, I heard you lift really heavy. Yeah. A lot of people think lifting heavy equals thick waist. So um, with me having a background of personal training, so, man, what I've learned to do, right, is on certain movements, I've learned to release a lot of abdominal pressure. Um, Me meaning so what? Moving, so, like, if I'm doing, like, a deadlift or okay. a heavy squat, okay. um, I've learned to, like, shift all the tension away from my waistline. How do you do um, that? It's, it's man, it's, it's almost kind of hard to explain. Yeah. Um, but – Okay, so, you know, when say, say on the dissension of a squat, right? Yep, Most yep. people tend to tighten up, you know, yep. to brace, yeah. to engage the core. Yeah. I actually just let my core relax. So instead of taking a deep breath, like a lot of people will take a deep breath and, and go down? Yeah, exactly. So, so, you, so instead of taking a deep breath and holding it and dropping, 
You're actually I'm, exhaling? I'm exhaling. I'm letting uh, it all out. So that when you happens, do that, I notice when you do that, sorry to interrupt you. I just, no, no, you're good, brother. I tried that on leg press because yeah. on, on leg press, I do the same thing. I take a deep breath and I bring the weight down and I yeah. press it up, right? Yeah. I tried because one of, uh, one of my coaches was like, look, you gotta, you, you can't hold your breath. That's hurting your waist. Yes. So I tried exhaling on the descent of the leg press. Yeah. It was fucking 10 times harder. What, 10 times but, harder? But on my legs. Yes. Like yeah. I couldn't feel anything in my stomach, but it was a lot harder on my legs. Yeah. That's so this how is, it is. So this is what you're doing for all your strength exercises. All of them. So that's why I'm able to make 315 on a squat bar that much more effective. Because see, so what happens is like, so with power lifters, you know, they're, they're very thick guys. Yeah. They generate all this tension from yeah. the side to the back, right? Yeah. Because that, that's what's pulling the entire core. Yeah. So what happens for us bodybuilders, when we relax that core, like you said, on a leg press, now you take all the tension that you could use, all that power from your core, yeah. you take it away. Yeah. And all you're left to work with is just what's only in your legs. So it's a huh. benefit because then it only makes you use your legs. And yeah. it makes you use lighter weight, but in yeah. a sense, it's effective because now you're not causing those psoas muscles to, because they're they're just like the rest of your body. Yeah, that's if they're right. put under tension, they're gonna they're yeah. gonna grow, you yeah. know, because yeah. they're they're trying to support what you're doing. That's right. So I've managed to grow my legs without any extra tension on on the waist, you know. So uh -huh. whether it's a deadlift or a rack pull, I'm telling you, brother, I just I breathe through the movement. Yeah, and then I I'll, I'll tighten. As on I'm the way going up, it, on the yeah, way up, or on yeah. whatever, yeah, on the on the negative, yeah. yeah. So the re I've tried when I tried when I did try that on leg press. The reason I got away from it was my weight was like cut in half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm like pressing five plates. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, is yeah. So, okay, so you don't care. You're like, I don't give a shit about the weight. This is what feels good. Fucking right, because it's just the the weights for us are just a tool. You yeah, know? I agree. I agree. And, and we've seen, like, you know, man, he's obviously he's an amazing athlete. But yeah. we see what that crazy, crazy heavyweight did to Ronnie. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and some other guys, man, they'll they'll get that crazy heavyweight. And you just never know, bro. We can feel good going into the gym. We can be hyped up. You know, oh, man, I'm great today. I'm just going to get after it. Yeah, man, yeah. and it could be that one set with that heavyweight. Yeah. And, bam, something oh, snaps, something me, pulls. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I know that all too well. Yeah. Um, so, I wanted to ask you because you said before we got on, uh, you mentioned something about your rebound. So, the reason I'm going to this is, I personally don't think. Well, I may have changed my opinion now because everything you just said about weight training makes so much sense. But I didn't think before that deadlifts or squats or anything contributed to a thick waist. What I thought contributed most to a thick waist is maybe some drugs, but more so food than anything. Yeah. So do you get, do you bulk really hard in the off seasons or no? Yeah. So for me, um, man, I don't know if it's my milestone level or whatever. I remember working with Keith Klein and he was like, he, I don't, the first time I ever saw him, I was 223 pounds. And by the caliper test, the caliper test, yeah. um, I was like four and a half percent body fat. Holy shit. So he was like, what? He was like, and you eat pizza every day and you eat burgers. Every day? I said, yeah. 
You know, that's that's why I eat every single day. I kid you not, bro. So you're like, <laughs> junk food all the time. So you're like Michael so, Lockett. You and Michael Lockett yeah. are like boys like that. <laughs> yeah, and so um, I noticed um, even on a rebound, man, I'm, I'm like, you, I'll eat whatever I want. Yeah. And I've never had like super negative side effects from doing it other than a water retention, you know? So yeah. on a rebound, um, now I put it in check because, you know, I try to use that as a period where I can try to grow. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't noticed like if I just go off the deep end that, oh, my body just goes to shit and yeah, my yeah. weight just expands. You know, I like you said, man, I ultimately think all the guys that I've seen get a thicker waist over time. Yeah. It's, you know, have been like the lifting techniques. And even yeah. when I've seen like my, my boy Hunter, when I see him lift and everyone, it's like, you know, you because you, I don't use, a, if you'll notice, man, on any of my videos, I don't yeah. use straps. I don't use wraps. I don't use a weight belt, anything, okay. because I feel like that takes away from what's internally. And I have a belt on and it's yeah. super tight. Like, you know, guys will pull that yeah. belt super tight. Yeah. Well, when you go to that heavy ass weight, and you're holding that your core super tight, all that pressure is sitting on top of that belt. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. eventually that after over the over time, that's gonna do something to those muscles. And yeah. they're they're gonna expand, you know. So I found that, you know, just correcting that one lifting technique, like you said, bro, it it does take away from the amount of weight, but essentially it doesn't because yeah. you're really only using that muscle group with no extra help. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Um so let me ask you this then about your diet. If you, in the off seasons, you're eating pizza and you're eating burgers and you're eating, you eat something like one thing every day or your whole day is crap. No, no, I, I will have two crap meals. So, so, <laughs> so out of six meals, you have two crap meals. What's Explain to me what a crap meal is. So, um, you know, we have five guys here. Okay. Um, so burger, a, you know, it's Texas. So yeah. It, there's a lot of barbecue places, a lot of okay. pizza places. Okay. So it's usually going to be um, out of three things, either Mexican food, Chick-fil-A, or burger. Okay, and, but what about what about sweets? Do you do a lot of sugars or uh, no? no? Let me see. Let me, take you, <laughs> let me just take, take you with me real quick. We're one quick second, and then I'll go back and sit down. Yeah. So uh, here, someone made these for me. Uh, so I don't know if you can oh, as you can see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so there, there's two cases of those, yeah, right? I see that, yeah. Yeah, there's two cases of those. Um, everyone loves the muffins. Me, Reagan, and you know, a lot of guys. Yeah. So all the acido all the acido boys. All the acido boys, right? Yeah. And yeah. then um, so here there's the or the there's the big bag of Reese's. <laughs> and then there's some more A bag Reese's of chocolate. Bag of chocolate. <laughs> so I, I, like, I, like your, I like your style, Patrick Moore. <laughs> yeah, man. The, the, the sweets, I'm, I'm not skipping on sweets at all. <laughs> no. No, I didn't see that. Okay, so, because I was going to say, maybe it's because you don't eat a lot of sugar, but apparently that doesn't count either. Oh, dude, I eat a ton of sugar. <laughs> um. All right, so out of six meals a day, two are shit meals, and that's pretty much your, your whole off season. The rest meals, the rest meals are, are clean, like chicken, rice, whatever. Yeah, so I'll have, um, I'll generally try to go like two beef meals, yeah. because since I am a lighter guy and yeah. you know I tend to burn calories pretty fast, yeah. Yeah. I try to get something with a little bit more fat in it, but not crazy fat. So yeah. I'll have, you know, like a sirloin and a ribeye, um, and then I'll have 
like either two chicken meals or one chicken, one fish. Okay. So, so you know, the reason I, the reason I'm asking all this is it sounds like if you ate really clean, you would probably shrink. Yeah. Yeah. So and, you, and I have, I have to, you know, one good thing is I noticed. Um, so during my prep, this was very interesting uh, without changing crazy protocol, without anything going on, we were doing two hours of cardio, right? Mm-hmm. An hour fast, an hour fasting in the morning. And then I would do an hour after my last meal before bed. Yeah. My weight would not go below 236. And we were doing only a half cup of oatmeal. Holy shit. It was crazy. Hunter Wait, was like. Only a half cup oatmeal, like, only half cup oatmeal for the whole day? For the whole day. That was all your carbs? That was it. Hunter oh, was shit. like, how in the hell are you not losing muscle? Yeah. He even asked Chris in Vegas. And Chris told me, said, no. He said, I've, I've never had a client. Yeah. that can do that much work yeah. and not, not lose that muscle. It, yeah. it just, it's crazy, man. It didn't go anywhere. It's weird. But this is one thing. So this is the other side of that coin. So when I started strength training at 17 years old, right, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I just would go in the gym. I did arms every day. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know what I was doing. I did it for six years. But what was crazy You is, did arms every day for six years? Every day, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So it's crazy, brother. Because I'm telling you, when I came on the scene, everyone was like, "Oh, he sent all in his arms." It's I'm like, "No, you guys need to go on my Facebook, yeah, and look at pictures from 2007, yeah, and you'll see that my arms were big then. They yeah, were bigger yeah. than the rest of my body because yeah, yeah. I didn't know any better, right? Yeah. That's all I did. I trained arms. Yeah. So, but w- what happened was I would train in the gym first thing in the morning with no food. Oh, so shit. my body. For, I, and I did that for 10 years. Holy so shit. up until I was 27, every yeah. day, I never took a day out of the gym. I, this, I swear to God, man, no lie. I believe you. And, and I would never felt when I would eat and go wait, to the wait, gym. Wait, 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 so, wait, wait, you cut out, you cut out. After you said uh, every day, no word of a lie, and then you cut out. Where did you go from there? So for 10 years, literally, yeah. Yeah. I didn't like to wait. I didn't like how food, how to feel going to the gym after yeah. I ate food. I agree. So only thing I wanted in my system was pre-workout. Yeah. So I did my, my training that way. And yeah. what was weird is that was a time when I wasn't bodybuilding, but yeah. I was still gaining muscle. Yeah. Like every year I was gaining, I was getting bigger. Yeah. So it was, it was really strange because what I think happened, somehow my body makeup changed and it learned to do the most with the, the, the absolute the least. least. Yeah. 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 So I think now it's translated to where when I go on low carb, dude, my pumps are crazy. Yeah. My strength doesn't decrease. You know, and Hunter's even been like, "This isn't. This is nuts. I don't even. Yeah. I don't even understand." The normal person, they get weaker, they get tired, and yeah. here you are pushing just like you're on all this damn food. You know, so it it's, it's crazy, sense. man. You basically broke all the rules. Your arms shouldn't be that big because you train them every day. They should be overtrained. Yes. And you shouldn't have been gaining any muscle because you're not supposed to train fasted. Yeah. <laughs> you just broke all the fucking rules and you're it's still crazy, a pro. Man. Yeah. yeah, bro. It's it's weird. And and it's it's a blessing at the same time. But yeah. I, for a while, I really thought something was wrong with me because if, yeah. of what I would read, people would say that's not normal. You Yeah, but you if, it's, if there is something wrong with you, that's a, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let like, me ask. So let me ask you this then. How do you feel after eating now? Like, does Chris have you eating before you train now? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, now I have two meals before I train. Um, I do feel more of a lasting pump versus yeah. when I used to train. It would I would get a pump, but then it would go away right quick. 
yeah. 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 So now it's more sustained, you know? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to keep you too long because I know you're going to go work out, but I do want to ask you some personal stuff. Are you good, brother? How long have you been with your wife? So, dude, we've been 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. Yep. So That's this, good. we, we, and, and what's crazy, we got married after nine. After <laughs> nine. <laughs> Why did you wait so long? Well, because, dude, we, so you know, you, you know, you always have the drama. You, yeah. you got to deal with that. I have an ex and, you know, I have a daughter. Yeah. So we dealt just all that time. And then we got together when she was 20. Yeah. So through that time, she was 20, I was 24. Yeah. It's a lot of growth. You know, yeah, so yeah. we did the, man, we did the, the, the breakup, then together, then the arguments and the fights and move in, move out, you know, all the, all the nonsense, you know, <laughs> yeah. so it was just, it was the yeah. growing pains, you yeah. know, so um, around about the time we were like 20, I was 28, 29, I mean, I'm sorry, she was 28, 29, you know, yeah. she pretty much settled in like, well, I love this man, you know, we, hell, what else can we go through? Shit, yeah, yeah. We, we've been through it all, you know, in yeah. 15 years. You know, yeah. we, we've really grown together. So, yeah. Um, yeah, man, we'll make 10 years. Our anniversary is actually in two weeks. Well, congratulations, man. It's it's yeah. fun. It's funny because I remember uh, I met my wife and we have a similar story. Like, it's been – it was it was pretty tumultuous at the beginning. And Hell, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because you meet some people and they say, well, if it's not good now, then it's not going to be good later. You might as well walk away. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like yeah. – I don't really think it's, I don't think that's true. I think if I go through enough shit, yeah. there's, there's some, <laughs> there's some good on the other side of it. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and I think that's what happens. We almost like, we almost like fought ourselves out of it. Yeah. We like, we like fought so much that there was nothing left to fight about. And it's yeah. just, now it's easy. We're like, okay, we've been through all that fucking hell and now we're just happy. Yeah, it's bro. like, so you, you get, you had those arguments and you're like, you start to learn, like, you know what, that fucking shit's not worth it. I'm, yeah. And, and you're like, you know what, you're you're being silly right now. So just, I, I don't even want to talk about this. Just go, go, you know, it is what it is. And you just learn to let shit go versus yeah. at the beginning, you're like two fucking bulls. And, <laughs> and, and you're like, oh, dude, you you know, I remember some fights. Yeah, you know, know, she took my car keys and threw them out the damn balcony <laughs> of the apartment. You know, it's, it's crazy shit. You know, and yeah. and you go through it and do, but you become friends because then you're like, you know, you become really close because you know, like, you know what? We've had some bad fights, yeah. we had some bad times, and fuck, here we are. We're yeah. we're still kicking it, like, yeah. you know, and that's rare now. I mean, yeah. dude, imagine trying to date someone. Oh, I know. Now. No, I know. Oh, I know. my god, it's it, it'd yeah. be it, it's crazy. It's it's a whole different world now. Yeah. You know? No, me and my me and my wife are going on 13 years. Yeah. And uh, I can't imagine dating somebody with like Instagram and, and fucking Facebook Shit. and Snapchat. And I'm like, fuck all that, man. I'm fuck good. All that, bro. I'm, yeah, man. I'm good where yeah, I am. Yeah. I don't want to go nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we, we had some bad ones. I remember I got in a fight with her once. This is, this is funny. I got in a fight with her once. I threw a shaker cup at the fridge because <laughs> I was so pissed off. <laughs> and the fucking shaker cup dented the fridge. Ah. So... So like a month later, uh, somebody, one of the companies comes to film me and they're filming yeah. my kitchen and everything. <laughs> Some guy in the comments section goes, it looks like Fuad had gotten a fight with his wife because there's a dent in his fridge. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> 
Yeah. Dude, so, yeah. yeah. It, it, it gets like that, man. You know, but you're right. In. But you're right though. Cause we're at a point now where, um, you're, you know what it's, I've never heard it put that way. You're exactly right. You get to a point where you're like, I know what battles to pick. Like, yeah. Yeah. You kind of like learn to walk away from certain ones and you're like, it don't matter no more. Yeah. So things just get a lot energy, easier. Dude, that energy, it, it spills into everything else you do because, yeah. you know, that's, that's your person. Yeah. And it's like, if you're at odds with them, then you get up in the morning, there's tension and you go through the day and then you have to come home and there's tension. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, you know what? I'm, uh, just let's not even do this because yeah, right. it's just not worth it. Because guess what? If we do it, we're going to go head to head. Yeah. We're going to fight this out. There'll be, we'll probably say some stuff we don't mean. Yeah. And then guess what? We have to apologize for it yeah. after. Cause guess yeah. what? Your <laughs> ass ain't going nowhere. My That's... ass ain't going nowhere. So <laughs> let's just fucking skip all Dude, that shit, it's... you know, and, and get, get, get it over with. <laughs> you know how funny it is? Like people live miles and miles apart. I don't know you. We just met today. Yeah. And uh, it's so fucking similar. Like I've said, yeah, bro. I've said those exact words to my wife. I've been like, Look, you're not gonna leave. Yeah, and, and I'm not, and I'm not gonna leave. So can we not just like can we just fucking not do this? Like, yeah, because there's no not point, worth it, man. Yeah, there's yeah. no point. So yeah, what's yeah. Go, what? Uh, you guys got plans to have kids or anything? Or are you focused on business? No, it, it's uh, she. So she, of course, she's in that nesting phase now. Um, yeah. So she's a therapist. Uh, so now she's fully licensed, and so now she'll do all the great stuff. Um, you know, with the insurance panels and get her own private practice going and just yeah. all this great stuff. She took yeah. the educational route, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we're in two completely different fields. Like yeah. this is like my thing. And so with her, she's completely separate. Yeah. Uh, but she, so now she's, she's like, you know, I, I, she stopped the birth control and all that stuff. And so she's like, yeah, you know, I think I, we're in a place now where I want to think about family plan. So That's great. yeah. So it's, it's cool. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And it's one of those deals where I'm like, well, we just have to make sure we, try to plan this around the yeah. show, yeah. you know, like, because yeah, yeah. you already know yeah. how that goes. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah so that, that's definitely on the table right now. Yeah, that's good, man. I got, it's funny you mentioned that too, because a lot of couples that get together in the fitness world, usually the, they're, they kind of work out together or something like that. Like, yeah, my wife's like got her own thing going too. She's also like the education person. Yeah. She does the whole background stuff and she's in the industry, but on like the, marketing research writing Hell side yeah. Of it. yeah yeah so yeah. it's just but better to, like that yeah I, I i like having that separation yeah like i'm not worried about her competing or like i have to do her diet or any shit like that like exactly yeah bro but what uh does your girl train at all or she's like just not into it oh no she'll go in the gym so she's she's like the prima donna so <laughs> you know she won't go like to the gym where i go because you know, yeah. she she knows that that's like my thing yeah. So I got, you know, I have to pay this high dollar ass membership yeah. down the street so she can sit in the spa and, <laughs> and do some abs. <laughs> you, better bro, hope she, you better hope she bro, don't watch she'll, this. She'll, I don't, I'm like, bro, she'll text me and say, how hey, we go to the gym and do some abs? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and this, and this is fucking what I'm paying almost $100 yeah. for. So you're, you like, can, you're like, you know, you can do that in the living room, right? Like, exactly. You don't have to go, the, yeah. YouTube or something so yeah, uh, yeah. But she's pretty strict on it now it's it's um I think it's starting to rub off on her because you know as as she wants the family plan and you know as women get older they're more yeah. susceptible to gaining weight yeah so she you know she wanted to start to look better so it was cool because I didn't I never had to say hey I think you should start working out yeah yeah, she, yeah. Just, she was like you know what 
I'm going to start working out. And so yeah. they opened the gym up the street. So it's easy because now she can just go on the way home. And yeah. so she, she keeps, she's actually made some really, really good gains. And we went to the Olympia and everyone was like, wow, you've been working out. And yeah, so yeah. it's good because it makes her feel good about what she's doing. That's cool. So what, um, and that, uh, sorry, you, you cut out for a second there. You said she, she's feeling good about what she was doing. And then you cut out. Oh, I was saying, so, you know, that's always motivating when others, you know, when they see, especially for a woman, yeah, when, they, yeah. when they, people are like, oh, you're looking great. So it's cool because, you know, she'll more than likely stick with it. You know, yeah, keep yeah, going. Yeah. yeah. So what, uh, I have a couple more questions before you go. What is, what are you doing outside of supplement work? Like, do you have actual, do you train clients? Are you coaching? Are you doing online coaching? Are yeah, you doing so any I, of that kind of stuff? I'll do the online coaching. Um, that's really something I, I don't really like advertise a whole lot because I'm the yeah. type of guy for it is like, um, if I work with you, yeah, I'm going to give you a hundred percent. Yeah. And I can't consciously take on 40 people online because yeah, yeah. my own life, I do, I train clients here, you know, also in person at the gym. Yeah. So I, I just wouldn't consciously feel good about just taking someone's money and I'm like sending them, you know, so the, the ones that I do have, I, I kind of go through emails and I filter and I'll do like, really in-depth questions to ask him like hey is this something that you really want to do because i'm going to actually take time out of my day to yeah. sit down and really look at your pictures to see if you're changing or if you're not and really try to make this thing work for you you know yeah. so i'll i'll sift through you know and do the online stuff and mm -hmm. i'm slowly trying to gravitate away from in-person training to yeah. strictly online but you should man, yeah. you, you know how it is dude you make these relationships and you become a part of these people's lives yeah, so yeah, yeah. The, my clients they look forward to coming to the gym because, yeah. you know, that's – so I'm trying to separate, but, you know, it's it's a work in progress. Yeah. You know? It's a better way to do it, though, with you asking more in-depth questions because I've actually got to a point where I have to fire my clients. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because I'll, cause I'll take – it's not that I'll take anybody, but people can just sign up on my website. Uh-huh. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes I get people that don't realize what they're getting into. Yes, sir. Exactly. And, then, and I'll send them their diet and I'll send them – and, like, two, three, four, five weeks have gone by and nothing is changing. Yeah. And then finally, they'll admit to me that, well, I haven't been following this. I haven't been following that. And I'm like, I got to let you go, man. I can't keep taking your money. Yeah. If you're not, it's, it's, it's like not it's, fair to you and it's not fair to me. I got, you're wasting my time and I'm yeah. taking, I'm taking your money for no reason. It's mental stress on you. It's like, yeah. I want to do a good job for you, but you won't <laughs> let me do That's the right. good job. And then at night I'm sitting wondering if you're changing, yeah. but you're not because That's you're right. not doing the job, you know? 100%. So. Yeah, they don't. They don't get that. It's like we don't. We don't just want to take your money. No, like, we want you to say, "Hey, man, Patrick changed my life. Yeah. Oh, changed my life. Like he, yeah. you know." Yeah. So it, it, sometimes you got to fire the client. Shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what's on the horizon for Patrick Moore? What's your next show? What are you planning to do? Um, so I officially haven't put anything on the books. I definitely want to go visit Canada. So tentatively, right now. Um, to give myself a little bit of an off season, some time to grow. I think I want to shoot for a Vancouver or a Toronto, okay. uh, you know, next year, because uh, I, I, I did New York and, um, you know, in, in 2018. Yeah. So I may give that another year or so before I go back. Plus Hunter, he wants that to be his debut. So, okay. you know, he's always there for me. So I want to kind of try to support him and, and yeah. going for his pro debut and try to push him some, you know, so, I'll yep. probably piggyback maybe off on the backside. And so tentatively right now, Vancouver or Toronto. And then this way, 
I can have maybe a week or two downtime and then go into a prep for the Olympians. So you're you're thinking uh, Hunter's going to do New York and you're going to do Toronto or Vancouver. Or Vancouver, yeah. Just so I can have – because I figured it's September now, so that yeah. would give me, you know, roughly uh, October through March-ish, something like that. So around five to six months time to grow, to really train hard yeah. – before I have to say, okay, now we're limited food. Yeah, you yeah. know, there, there's not going to be much growing going on. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to at least have that six months because I, I, I did eight, nine months straight, you know, yeah. for these shows. That's so right, that's right. Back to back. So my body yeah. sure is like, hey, man, we need a break. Like, yeah. give us a little bit of a break. So now this way I don't mentally burn out as well. Well, I'm going to start wearing my waist trainer then because I'm going to step on stage with you in Toronto next year. Oh, so I don't want okay. <laughs> yeah, to be bro. too blown out. And I'm going to try your technique. I'm going to see how it goes. I'm going to try your technique with the uh, exhaling on the on the on the concentric portion of the movement. Yeah, brother. Just Let's let it, it relax because yeah. then that muscle. I'm telling you, it's like because it, it it they're muscles, so yeah. they're going to grow if you contract on them. And they're, yeah, my my they're problem now. My problem now is trying to get them to go back. See, it's like you said earlier in our conversation. You said. Yeah, you don't want to go too far because now you got to play catch up. So you're you played it the you're playing it the right way. Yeah, so I'm just kind of like because what happened is I'm like looking over the edge like no no <laughs> no, no don't go too far. No, I don't want to go there. Yeah. Right yeah. So you know, but dude, that would be awesome, man. Like I said, yeah. dude, I, I I saw you in Dallas and I was, but you were filming, and I was like, man, oh, okay. man I'm not going to interrupt him. You well, know, I, but, it's weird how people look in the gym, right? Because I saw you there too. Yeah. And I wanted to talk. I didn't. Not no offense. I wasn't sure who you were yet. Yeah, yeah. No, no one was. <laughs> and I, and I and I wanted to talk to you, but I like I just wanted to go over and see because I I knew you competed. Yeah. But I'm like, you looked so serious, and I know how I get when I'm training. Yeah. And Shit, I'm like, you look serious. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was like, like, damn, he's like, he's training his hamstrings. I was like, don't you fucking dare go say anything to him. That's what I had. That's how I felt. That's <laughs> Anyway, it's awesome to to have you on the podcast, man. I'm really, really uh, happy for you. Your placing at the Olympia was incredible. Like to be to be tenth in the world at your first time out is absolutely crazy. It's really so, amazing, brother. It's a great yeah. feeling, man. It really is. What uh, is there any message or comment or business or anything you want to promote or portray before I let you go? Um, I, of course, I'm always going to promote promote LeBron Nutrition. Yeah, um, and that's because. Uh, had a call trying to come through. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Because um, I really do use our supplements. Um, a yeah. Whey protein that they have, that's a part of my daily. Um, but, man, other than that, dude, I just would encourage anybody who's just getting started, um, you know, just train smart. Look to guys like for uh, everyone, the guys that came before, because that's how you can learn how you cannot make a mistake, all the positives. Like, dude, I, I literally – I have the physique because I've studied – all of you guys. I yeah. watch you train heavy ass legs, yeah. heavy ass back. You know, yeah. I'll watch Phil train shoulders, Jay train legs. So, you know, just approach it from an educational standpoint. Just don't go crazy in the gym. You know, you got you doing these podcasts, they got your Instagram. There's a wealth of information out there. And so I would just encourage everyone who's watching to get information from these guys because that's where I get it from the yeah. veterans, the guys who have done it, you know, and then. Other than that, man, chase after your dream. Shit, if you want that stage, fucking go after it. You know, do yeah. everything you can. You know, eat, sleep, train, you know, live a, a good life and, and just 
do after what you want. Yeah. I want to, uh, before I let you go, you just said something I want, I'm really curious about. So you said, chase your dreams. When you were chasing your dream, you wanted to be a pro, but you had to set some realistic goals first. How did you know you could be a pro? Like what happened? What trigger was it where you're like, I know I can turn pro. So it was, it was one of those deals where I'm a zero like car guys, you know how we are. Like I know you're gonna say <laughs> zero to a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> and I said when I started, you know, I, I like you said, I, some people will say I want to be pro. Yeah. I looked like way past my original goal, right? Uh, uh-huh. I said I want to be Miss Olympia. Yeah. So with that being way in the future, yeah. that being the long term goal, there's gonna be steps you have to take to get there. Yeah. And so realistically, I looked at, like you said, I looked at a timeline. Okay. So some of the top guys turn pro in two years, three years, four years. So let's just say you're on the slow track. Yeah. Yeah. Four years, give yourself four years to turn pro. Yeah. Then you saw guys go to the Olympia after two, three years. Yeah. So let's say you're on another slow track. Yeah. Give yourself four years. So I said, I give myself eight years from the time I did my first show to make it to the Olympia to, to see if this is, what is meant for me okay but wait a minute so your your long-term dream was to be mr olympia but your short-term goal there had to have been a moment where you said i think i can get there and i'm gonna fully because i don't know if you're like me but when i started i didn't want to be like i didn't want to be a pro i just did one for fun exactly yes that's how it was yeah when i when i won the show i was like i still wasn't fully in i was kind of like i'm gonna do another one see how it goes and then and then when I won the second show, but you got to remember back when I did it, it was like four levels before you could turn pro. Yeah. yeah. So after I won the second show, I was like, I think I'm going to keep going with the shit. Yeah. And uh, then I was like chasing the thing. Cause I, I kind of had the gotcha. second, the second one. So what was the mark that hit it for you? I, I think for me, brother, honestly was when I won to feel heat, when I okay. won that show and I saw him and, and she got from the, that was the moment when I was like, I want that. That yeah. that I I want to be the best in the world at this yeah. thing. Yeah. And so that next the next prep, that's when I, I did the cardio, I did the dieting. Yeah. I really lived like a bodybuilder because prior to that, yeah. I, dude, I was just getting on stage. Yeah, you, you weren't fully in. You <laughs> no, were like I was, half I wasn't in. doing yeah. cardio. I wasn't eating tilapia and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then that's when I was like, that, at that moment, yeah, that that would be the time when I said, you know what, I. I, I can do that shit. I yeah, can yeah. be the best yeah. in the world. Like, yeah. so this is the moment right now after this show yeah. it's on. And so the, that, that was it. The reason I asked you that is because I got a question yesterday from a guy who was like in his forties who said, I want to be Mr. Olympia. That's my goal is to be Mr. Olympia. Do you think I should go after my dream? And I'm like, oh. that's kind of like, it's yeah. not, you got to have a couple earlier goals first. Yeah, exactly. Like you got to have some benchmarks to hit first. So yeah. I didn't tell him no. I'm like, it's, it's, you know, it's, you can have dreams. I don't tell anybody no, but I'm like, why don't you win your first show first and then, yeah. and then decide where you want to go from there. Yeah. You ha- it, and that, that's, that's, yeah, you're right about that. And for me, it was, I, I and it, if I cut it down to like the little short terms, the benchmarks, you know, yeah. Yeah. The benchmarks, like you said, I, once I decided I wanted that, then it was like, okay, yeah. how can I turn pro? Yeah, and then it was like, well, you have to do this work, that yeah. work, you have to diet. So yeah, 
But that's yeah. what I think people do wrong is they, they all have like these long-term dreams, long-term goals, yeah. but they don't ever set the really short benchmarks that yeah. tell you you can get there because there are Th- certain things. It. Yeah. There's certain things in your life that you do that tell you in your mind, Oh yeah, I'm still on the right path. Yeah. But 100%. they don't. Yeah. You're, you're right. That, that, that you hit the nail on the head, man, yeah. because that, that was my thought process going through this because when I got dead last at the nationals, yeah, I was like, "Is this really meant for me?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you start to doubt yourself. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, man, I I have a decent physique. I I have the drive. I train hard. It's yeah. just you know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And then I met Hunter and Lee. Yeah, and I said, "Okay, hmm, all right, not bad." So then I won to Texas State. Then I turned pro. Yeah, and then people were saying good things, and I said, "Okay, maybe." This might might be, yeah. you know. It's like then it's I like did the New York, yeah. you know, I did the New York Pro and I got thirteen. Yeah. And I said, "Damn!" You okay, go back, you go back a step, yeah. Yeah, you go yeah. back and you're like, man, you know. So for me, this weekend was huge because yeah. you know people. It's it was a reassurance. Like uh, yeah. if you ever doubted it, dude. If you stay the course, yeah, and train hard, and you listen to the people that are around you, yeah. you can get there. You know, yeah. but like you said, I needed those little checkpoints to say, yeah. hey, you're still good. Hey, you're still good. But then I needed those failures, too, to say, hey, you're still good. But yeah. if you want that, it's not it's not yeah. smooth. This is it's yeah. a mountain. You could slip. Yeah. You know, yep. But you got to keep climbing. Yeah, I like the I like the checkpoint idea because. You can't you can't just keep it's like this. I know guys that keep losing their first show. Yeah. And they keep saying, I want to turn pro. And I'm like. You got to pass the first checkpoint. Yes. You can't yeah. look you can't look at the fifth checkpoint until you pass the first one at least. 100%. So these yeah. people keep losing their first show or losing their second show over and over and over and over and I'm like guys just focus on the one you're losing. Yes. Stop yes. saying stop saying I want to be a pro and start saying I want to win this fucking regional show. Overall. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then cuz it's just it's, it's crazy I don't, I think with Instagram Yes. A lot of people don't see the journey that you went on to get where you are. So it's important to tell people, look, there's all these little points along the way that are extra confidence boosters and extra check marks in your head that allow you to keep moving forward. Yeah. I think they minimalize a lot, you know, the fact of how difficult it is just to turn pro. And so you get all the newcomers and they're like, Oh, I'm going to turn pro, you know? And I'm like, man, you know, even people that get, I want to compete. And I'm like, you sure? Like, yeah, because yeah. if you want to compete and you really want to compete, yeah. it's not as easy as you think. Yeah. You know, it's, if you want to be good. And I yeah. tell them, I can put you on stage. It's, yeah. I can die you a little bit, maybe get up there and pose yeah. and yeah. do quarter turns. But do you really want to go after this thing? Yeah. You know, because. Well, the, the side of it that they don't understand sometimes also is if they do think they can do it, and then they don't give it everything they got and they get on stage and they get destroyed for a lot of people. It sets them back mentally, like pretty badly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And and like this, this thing of bodybuilding can mentally break the shit out of you. It will make you, (laughs) it will make you you think you are not good enough. (laughs) Everything that you're doing is just not worth shit. And then, you lose your weight and you lose what you, the reason you originally started, which was just to be in better shape, you know? So approach it from that standpoint. But I tell them, just like you said, I'm like, cause this will break you. It will make you rethink everything about yourself. 
Yeah. You know, if you get up there and you're the last one standing yeah. over there and you haven't been called out. Yeah, it's a horrible you know, feeling. It's a horrible <laughs> feeling. It's not, it's not Hell, I, look, <laughs> I was there this weekend. I'm like, yeah. okay, guys. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. It's, just, it's, the, it's just not even the second group. God what damn. is it? <laughs> okay, tell me. You know what? I know I got to let you go, but I want to know. What is that? Because I was in the fourth call out at the Olympia when I did it. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I didn't expect to be in the second call out, so I think I was okay. Yeah. But it still fucking sucks. It does. Yeah. You know, but I knew, um, like you said, I, it, that was my first initial thoughts. Like, okay, come on, Big Steve. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, yeah, let me just give me one, one call out. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But when it didn't happen, you know, I, I, I put myself in mental check and I'm like, but you already know this is your first time. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. already know you've only been here a few years. Yeah. So these guys are veterans. And yeah. and then, like you said, I looked at them like, these are big boys. Like, yeah, yeah. they're big boys. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I, there was a quick segment where I was like, damn it. But then I said, well, you know what? When they do call me out, make the most of it because yeah. this is your first one. Just enjoy it. Yeah. And th- there'll be more. You'll have a chance to move up. Just yeah. enjoy this one. You know? can, I, can I say something, though? I think it's really important that you put yourself in that mindset because I think you probably moved up a couple places after they saw you pose more. Yeah. And I think in the fans' eyes, you could have been as high as fifth or sixth. Yeah. So I, I've seen, I've heard people all people all say all different types of things, right? Like yeah. one guy said, Patrick Moore should have won. Patrick Moore, like there's just people – saying all different types of things. And I think had you been like demoralized and had your head down, I don't, I don't think you would have jumped those two places or three places. And I think the fans wouldn't see you the same way. Absolutely, brother. I knew I had to, you know, you got to keep your face on because that's the reason why I'm there. I, I I went through adversity to get there and I had to think in my head, like Patrick, you've been last, you've been, you've been 18th place. So Just, dude, enjoy being on the biggest stage with the best guys in the world. That's right. I mean, and so that was and that was enough for me to smile yeah. and be gracious. And then, like you said, man, after the posing, I was like, the fans received you well. What more do you want? Yeah. You know, so it was a humbling experience, man, big time. Yeah. Well, man, I wish you well moving forward. And uh, I think everybody's expecting big things from you. So good luck in, the, uh, good luck in your in 2020 and the run back to the Olympia. Oh yeah, brother! I would definitely deliver, man, and, and we're we're gonna stay in touch because we we're, we have some stuff to talk about. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> we are Most gonna say that. You're gonna teach me how to shrink my waist. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And and, and, go ahead. I know, go ahead. No, and you gonna you gonna teach you gonna teach me how to hard bolt because I need to get some fucking weight. I can't <laughs> gain fucking weight. <laughs> okay, if anybody knows how to eat, I can teach you how to eat. So we'll do, we'll do that for, for sure. We'll All right, listen. Uh, I want you to come back on again in the future. Are you cool with that? Absolutely, brother, man. Just, you know, hit me up, man. I'm, I'm always down. Okay, Patrick. Thank you very much for coming on, man. I hope you have a good workout today and we'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Thank you, man. Okay, man. Thank you very much. All right.